Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace, another podcast to fill your week with some good news. Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. Thanks for joining us and for sharing with a friend some of this great stuff out there. And we, we appreciate the, the input and the comments. You know, one time, Joel, a while back, we were asking ourselves whether we should eliminate some of the podcasts as you start to shrink down the number of archives that are on there. Somebody wrote you back and said, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I go back to those and I share them with other people, so leave them on there. So I guess that's what we'll do for a while, right? <laughs> I think we will. And uh, you started off by saying you know, our podcast is something that people could fill their day with. I'm not sure if they would want to do that or not. We got plenty <laughs> to fill I your. I think entire- I said fill your week. To fill your week with. That's right. <laughs> so let's. You know, we got 14 minute podcasts. We got approximately 475 or so on there. So that's you know, like I'm just using my calculator here. 6,650 minutes of podcasts <laughs> wow. that a person could listen to, and if we divide that by an, uh, 60, that's 110 hours. Yeah, a person could almost go a week and listen to our... <laughs> well, <laughs> not recommended the, by most doctors, the o- though. The only reason it's not more than that is because we have time constraints or we that's just right. keep on talking. Yeah, but that's a good thing. You can't just... You know, I, I know there are people who have a heart for just being in the Word, being in the Bible, talking the things of Jesus all the time. People have a heart for that, and people love that, and that's good. But also, you know, we do realize that God created us to live. It's not just about Bible talk. It's not just about Jesus talk. It's not just about church stuff. You know, life isn't just about those things. Again, those are wonderful things, not putting those things down at all. But hey, you know, you can get out there and you can have some fun in life. You can you can live and you can enjoy you can enjoy reading the scriptures, talking about God, and you can also enjoy just going and doing whatever it is that you like to do. So don't know where all that came from, but I just wanted to encourage people that it's okay if your mind isn't always thinking or saying God, Jesus, Bible, all those things all the time, because we were created by God to live. Yeah, I mean, people can do that, and they'll just be cursing. <laughs> cursing. <laughs> you say God and Jesus and all kinds of other things, and they have that's the furthest thing from their yeah, mind. Yeah, there, there are people who use the name of God and Jesus uh, more than Christians, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the wrong light, right? Exactly. Well, going off of last week's podcast here, Joel, we were talking about Jesus and Adam both being challenged on the basis of identity. Adam in the garden, where he failed. Uh, on the basis of understanding his identity, it brought sin into the world. Jesus Christ was challenged in the desert by the devil, and the foundation of the temptations were often based or revolved around his identity as the Son of God. So do this to prove who you are. Jesus wouldn't give in to it. Adam and Eve did, really. And so let's contrast those two as, as Paul describes it in the book of Romans. As was the case with Adam, we as, as children of God, we don't have to do anything to become a child of God or to understand who we are as a child of God. On the Jesus side of that, there, it's not necessary to do anything to prove your identity in him. Where Adam failed to believe in who he was, the first Adam, the last Adam, as he's described, Jesus, 
overcame based on his understanding of who he was as the Son of God. And we talked a little bit about the fact, uh, tried to look at this from the perspective of Jesus the man, as well as Jesus the Son of God. So, getting into Romans here a little bit, Joel, and some things that Paul brought to light with all of this. Yeah, you know, Romans, I mean, we can go all the way from Romans 1 all the way... (laughs) <laughs> you know, quite a quite a ways through Romans, but you know, specifically, you know, speaking about what happened with Adam, the first Adam, versus what happened with Christ, the last Adam, Romans five twelve, you know, says that therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. So through the one man Adam, sin entered, death entered, death spread. And that's what happened because of the one transgression of Adam. But, again, we contrast that with the last Adam. Death reigned from Adam to Moses, it goes on to say. But it says, in verse 15 of Romans 5, But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many. So what we see here is that death came through the one transgression, but as it goes on to say here, the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment, which came from one offense, resulted in condemnation, but the free gift that came from many offenses... I mean, there's a contrast there, but it resulted in justification and life, and that's the difference. Death, sin, all of that through Adam, and then through the last Adam, Jesus Christ, righteousness, justification, and life. And this is such an interesting comparison here between the, the Adam who, who failed and sinned versus the second Adam, or, or Jesus, who conquered and, and brought us that justification that, that you were just talking about, Joel. And so the law came so that the transgression would increase. Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Why is that? Well, because Adam sinned and it resulted in many transgressions through all men, many transgressions through the one man. Whereas Jesus Christ the difference here is that through this this one act this one righteous act of the of the cross it brought the justification for all men uh, again many transgressions were squashed by what Jesus did through one act turning that around Adam's one sin brought many transgressions so it's an interesting contrast i think the other thing through one man's disobedience many were made sinners even so through the obedience of Jesus many will be made righteous what you were looking at there just a little bit ago, Joel. So, justification was made available to all men. Now, if you're looking at this in context and and going back a chapter or two, or like you said, Joel, to the first chapter of Romans, you can see where Paul is contrasting Gentiles, the uncircumcised, versus the, the Jewish people from Israel, the circumcised. And so, this former covenant, the old covenant, that was exclusively for Israel, uh, now this this new covenant brought something else. By the promise of faith that was made with Abraham, justification was the result being available to all men, not just Israel, not just Jewish people, but also to Gentiles. Yeah, like in, uh, in Romans 5.17 where it says, For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace 
and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. And indeed, you know, it's something that we have to put our heads, our, our thinking caps on, and put a different pair of shoes on, perhaps, where we put ourselves in the shoes of, of those who were being written to here, where they they understood that, okay, uh, the Jews had this one covenant, this, this covenant of the law. Gentiles were excluded from that covenant, and they couldn't be a part of that. And so when Paul writes to the Romans, he's trying to, if you look in the first couple of chapters of Romans and into chapter 3 and beyond, he's trying to help the Jews to understand, hey, just because you had the law, just because you had the covenant, doesn't mean that you're not sinners. You know, you think of those Gentiles who are far off, you think of those Gentiles as being these dirty sinners. But guess what? You're in the same boat as they are because of what happened with Adam. Death spread to all men, not just to the Gentiles, but to the Jews as well. So he's trying to show the Jews that, hey, this is for everybody. Everybody was in the same boat, having been estranged from God because of sin entering the world and death through sin. Now, because of what Jesus Christ has done, this justification and life has come to all men, meaning that both Jews and Gentiles alike can partake in this free gift. And of course, again, as it says in Romans 5.17, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. And so it's available to all, both Jews and Gentiles, not just to the Jews. So Paul is really trying to make that point, and they understood that back then. Sometimes we read certain words in the Bible and it doesn't make sense to us. Well, if you put on that type of uh, thinking, you know, that type of a lens, and understand that Paul is trying to make that contrast, a lot of these things become clearer, I think. Yeah, and it's amazing when you start to see it, how often Paul is trying to make this case, uh, even in just what you were talking about, Joel, in, in regards to Jews and Gentiles. Over and over again, you begin to see it, that you think, uh, you, you people from Israel, you think just because you were you were born as a Jewish person, that you are automatically going to be receiving this this gift, and that isn't it at all. It's coming through promise now. It's not just because of your natural heritage here. And even later in the book of Romans, uh, Paul made reference to the fact that there's there's no difference between Jew and, and Gentile when it comes to believing and receiving in this gift of righteousness. And, and Paul would mention how the Gentiles, who, 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 as you said, were without a covenant. They had no covenant. We Gentiles had no covenant back before the finished work of Christ. And yet, because we, we hadn't even pursued righteousness, we attained it. It was like you said, it's a gift. It came through promise. Righteousness ran to us. And, and Peter, in the second chapter of Acts, when he was giving that famous message of salvation after the upper room experience, and, and he talked about receiving forgiveness through Jesus Christ, forgiveness of your sins and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. That means Gentiles, as what we referred to, uh, that same terminology back in Ephesians chapter 2, where God broke down the dividing wall, the barrier between Jew and Gentile, the, the law and the commandments. That was all accomplished by Jesus Christ. Yeah, those people at that time who Peter was speaking to, the Jews, Israel, they would have understood when he said the promises to you and your children. I mean, they would, they would get that. But then he mm-hmm. also added, and for all who are far off. And, and in our understanding, okay, so those were people in the Middle East, 
Uh, so who's the people that are far off? Well, those in China, those in America, who, you know, a lot of these people at that time didn't even know those countries existed. So that's not what Peter was saying. They understood that people was talking about the Gentiles when he said, for those who are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call to himself. And like you said, the same thing in Ephesians 2. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. That's a word to the Gentiles. You, you were far off. You were excluded from the covenant. And now in Christ Jesus, you've been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. And and so, you know, it's good to, to understand these things, the contrast, and why Jesus went through the lengths that he went through to do all of these things for us, to reconcile us to God, and uh, to understand that it was for the Jew and for the Gentile, both groups of people, not just the one. Well, uh, hey, coming up in three weeks, we're going to be celebrating 10 years of the Growing in Grace podcast, believe it or not. And for a change, we want to hear from you, not just us doing all the blabbing, but would you take some time out, record us a little audio or video greeting, and we're uh, hoping that we can be able to play uh, some of that on our 10-year anniversary podcast coming up in three weeks. Or if audio, video isn't your thing, if you could do us a written note and we could read it aloud on the program. Either way, all the details for that are at growingingrace.org. Thanks so much for listening and being here with us. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.